I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plushcare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. So I was probably 23 at the time, back when Craigslist had a casual encounters section. I was looking for an intimate encounter nervously being quite a while since my last relationship, probably six months. I find very few advertisements looking appealing. Finally I find one I might go for so I begin messaging what I assumed was the woman in the posting. She says she is 27 blonde and has a couple decent photos. I waited a few minutes with a fast response saying hello back to my hello. After a while of messaging we decided to meet up at her house around 8pm when she got back from running errands. I get to her house and gave her a text letting her know I arrived. She responded come in the back she's getting ready, help myself to something to drink and come up to her room. So I go in the back look in the fridge there is a bunch of Gatorades I noticed all of them have been cracked open but were full, I decided to avoid a drink for the meantime feeling uneasy. I then hear a faint yell of a woman asking if I was there, and to come upstairs to her bedroom, I replied yes and head upstairs, everything else seemed somewhat normal house seemed decent. I go upstairs and she is in the bathroom in her room, she told me to have a seat on her bed. I sit on her bed and get on my phone start browsing the web. 
We began talking through the door a bit. She then asked if I was ready for her to come out. I replied, yes. The lights in her room, the shut off and the bathroom door opened and she climbed into bed and started grab me and rub my leg. I went to grab her arm and her skin felt saggy and dry old. I felt very odd and asked if I could see her better and turn the lights on. She started screaming and yelling why would then matter just lay back down. I then got up swiftly turned the lights on and took a brief look at her. She must have been in her 80s. A very very scary Craigslist ad. Okay guys. Yesterday was probably one of the worst days I have ever endured, and it all started with a phone call at about 7 a.m. I picked up my phone to see who was calling me so early, but since I didn't recognize the number, I just put it on silent and fell back asleep. When I woke up again three hours later, I saw that I had 12 missed calls and 8 voicemails. Panic started to set in as I thought something horrible had happened to a family member. As I looked at all the missed numbers though, I realized that I didn't know who any of them were. I thought that was really strange, since if something bad had happened to a family member, I should at least recognize one of the numbers. Then things only got weirder as I heard the first voicemail. Hi, I was just giving a call about the house you have for sale. I saw the Craigslist ad and was hoping to figure out a time I could be given a walkthrough. Just give me a call back at XXXRoman20. Thanks. I figured that was just a wrong number and played the next voicemail. Yeah, hi, I was calling about the house for sale on Craigslist. If you could give me a call back at XXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXX
I felt like I had been socked in the gut. What the F was going on? How did they know my number? My name? I immediately called my girlfriend over to see. I could see the horror set in on her face as she looked at the ad. I didn't think I could feel any worse until she pointed out how our car was in the picture. We were in the house when someone took these pictures. I immediately called the police to figure out what the hell to do. They informed me that I should immediately contact Craigslist to remove the posting. Other than that there was really nothing else they could do at the moment. The only crime that had technically been committed would be trespassing, but since whoever took the pictures wasn't on our property anymore, they couldn't do anything else. I'm freaking the F out, guys. My girlfriend was on the phone with her mom in hysterics for most of the day yesterday. Today, we've just been on constant alert. Every sound we hear makes us jump. I think the worst part is, I know there's really nothing that I can do. I feel so violated and so helpless. Does anyone have any suggestions? Some way that we can feel safe in our own home again? A few years ago my sister and I were looking to rent an apartment via Craigslist. Flash forward through many nice looking places in the area, we were looking at all being fake or obvious scams. One day I see a nice twin home, two stories, meeting all of our wrecks. Bathtub for the kiddo, washer or dryer hookup, and our price range, close to public transport, etc. I do a drive-by of the house because Sis is working out of the area and I see a for sale sign. The owner from Craigslist had mentioned that it's for sale, but in the absence of buyers he's renting it out. Sounds legit. No bigs. I knock on the door to talk to who I assume is either the current tenant or maybe the owner himself. No answer. I call the realtor on the lawn sign in front of the house, and they say they have no idea the owner wants to rent it out. Red flag. I do a quick property record search on the interweb when I get home and the name of the owner sounds familiar, so I call my sister and ask her if she knows the name. Well, as it turns out, her best friend since like elementary school's dad lives there and owns it. So she calls the friend, gets his dad's number and calls him. He has zero idea who is trying to rent his house on CL. We try to meet the owner once we get the cops involved who claims to be out of town. We have the listing removed. It wasn't exactly a horror story, but it could have been much worse and we don't know who else he tried to find a place to. My church was going to do a video shoot in Puerto Rico for a local Christian university. The dean had a series on spiritual formation that he was doing, and we were hired to do the DVD portion of it. The dean was my pastor's mentor, and our church has a media company which helps us cover costs, so it was a really cool opportunity for all of us, and I'd never been to PR before. To make the most of it, my pastor used the travel budget to buy airline miles on Craigslist. Made such a good deal we got to fly first class, which also meant each of us got to check a piece of luggage for free, which helps out so damn much when it comes to video equipment, lighting, etc. Well, we get there, do our thing, and all is well until the very end. One of our crew had to leave early to meet up with his girlfriend and her family, so he flew out on a flight before us, no problem. We got to the airport. My pastor had lost his driver's license, so he had to go through extra security, and in the midst of that the hammer dropped on us. The guy he bought the airline miles from had called up his credit card company once the first guy was in the air and said he didn't authorize the charges and we lost our flight back. 
The airline was cool. They realized we had been scammed. Basically, the dude would sell his miles, wait until people were in the air on their way back, deny the charges were his, and the airline would be out the cost of the tickets. It wouldn't affect him, and it wouldn't affect the person on the plane because the airline wouldn't stop them as they were getting off the flight. Since one of our guys left early, he pulled the trigger and stranded us. The airline told us that we could still get our original flight back in first class, but we would have to pay not only for the flight back to the US, but also for our flight there too. Way too much for us to afford. We ended up distributing all of our gear in the most whacked out way, loading as much as we could in with our lighting kit and taking the hit on the oversized, overweight, over WTF charge, bought economy seats on another flight that left about an hour and change later, getting whatever seats we could find, and there were about 10 of us. We probably pissed off a few people bringing stuff that technically fit in the category of carry-on, but nobody actually brings a full camera tripod on a plane as carry-on luggage. Went from having complimentary scotch and quiche at 7am on a first-class flight out to coming back wedged in shoulder to shoulder with two guys who only spoke Spanish, and out the money I fronted to help get all of our equipment checked in and back home. And to boot, the bottle of rum I had in my checked luggage got absolutely shattered to pieces. Never found out what happened to the Shonuvabach who scammed us, but the airline was in the process of contacting his credit card company, and we got the impression that they were going to F him up good. Craigslist Exorcist Are you sure about this guy? I whispered to my brother. His site had good reviews. Besides, who else would have come to our house this late at night? I couldn't argue with Dion there. Mikkel was in need of serious help, and we couldn't be picky about where it came from. How this came to be is a story in itself. Long story short, we went on vacation in Egypt, stumbled across a lost tomb, yada yada, and although we narrowly managed to escape a horde of vengeful pharaoh spirits, one apparently put a curse on our younger brother. In hindsight, we probably should have suspected something was up when he began staring blankly at the wall and throwing up black liquid after we got home. Then when we found him crawling on the ceiling, we knew we were in some deep shit. Speaking of, I nearly did that to myself when we saw him and he lunged at me. Although we managed to restrain him with rope, exercising him was another matter entirely. We thought all we needed to do was show him a Bible and yell scripture at him. We were wrong. About an hour into our fruitless attempt, stuff started swirling around the room. Mikkel's chest of drawers flew at us. It knocked us through his doorway and into the hall. It was then that we decided we needed professional help, or at least as professional as you can get at four in the morning. Not to mention, it was kind of hard to concentrate on finding it when we were hearing ungodly terrifying laughter from upstairs. So far our only silver lining was that our parents were gone for the weekend. Fortunately, we did come across Herbert on Craigslist. After shooting him a message, he was out within the hour. When a rusty pickup truck pulled up, spewing exhaust, I wasn't exactly feeling confident. Nor was upon seeing that our exorcist in question was a fat, balding man in his late thirties to early forties. You know that comic book guy from The Simpsons? He basically looked like him, except if he was wearing a priest robe and thick-rimmed glasses. His arms were full of supplies, religious items, and such. He tripped over his rope, sending them sprawling across the yard. We went over, offering to help. Thank you, he said after we'd found everything. 
I sense an evil presence here that must be vanquished. We let him inside, and that brings this post to where it began. Dion was helping him carry his things. Where is the evil? Herbert asked. Is it in here? He leaped into our living room. I coughed and cocked a thumb to the stairs. Oh. Quickly, he raced up them and we followed. He was out of breath by the time he reached the top. When he got to Mickle's door, he straightened his robe and opened it. Nothing could have prepared us for the scene waiting for us. Mickle's bed was now hovering vertically in midair. His eyes were closed. They opened, and he gave us a sickening smile that sent chills down my spine. His eyes were black all the way through and spidery veins were all over his face. You can handle this, right? I asked Herbert. Some sweat trickled down his forehead, which worried me a bit. Of course, he replied somewhat shakily. I gave a sideways glance to Dion, who shrugged in response. Herbert approached our brother. Cross, he ordered, holding out his hand. I grabbed it from Dion's arms and handed it to him. Evil force controlling this young man's body. I command you to depart, he yelled, holding the cross out to it. There was a pause, and then the demon cackled. Is that all you can do? It asked in a voice akin to foil being crumbled. Once I'm free, I'll be able to rule once more. Not if I have anything to say about it, Herbert shot back. Holy water! I gave it to him. So you're the spirit of a pharaoh, huh? Well, what is a pharaoh to God? He splashed him with the holy water. There was a sizzle as he howled in pain with steam coming off him, and for the first time during that incident, I was getting hopeful. Filled with newfound pride, Herbert continued. That's right, he declared triumphantly. You stand no chance, so I suggest you leave. Otherwise, I might have to get serious. Once again, the room was quiet, and I felt tension creeping up. The pharaoh possessing our brother replied, Serious? You do not know the meaning of the word. Your god has no control over me. The house started shaking. What's going on? Dion asked. Behold my power, the Pharaoh declared. The strength of the old gods runs through me. He broke. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Free of his ropes, my heart dropped into my stomach. Shit, I said. What do we do now? We looked at Herbert. Run, he replied and darted out of the room. While we were shocked by his reaction... There was also the matter of our possessed brother floating toward us. We dropped the supplies and ran out of the room as well. Herbert was already downstairs. For a man of his size, he was pretty fast. 
We caught up to him as he was fumbling with the door chain. What the hell are you doing? Dion hissed at him. Gasping, Herbert spun around, face now glossy with sweat. Before he could reply, something flew down the stairs. It was Mikkel's mattress. We got out of the way in time, and it hit the front door. At the top of the stairs, the pharaoh grinned down at us. Shadows swirled around him, and I could see faces within them that wore that same malicious smile. Oh, F no, I said. He flew down the stairs. Then we ran. The best place we could think to hide was the basement. We could only hope he wouldn't search there first. In that regard, we got lucky. We turned to Herbert, who was now shaking. What the hell's the matter with you? Dion asked him. Well, you saw how my ad said I was an experienced exorcist, right? What about it? That may have been a bit of an exaggeration. What? We said that at the same time. The color in my face drained. How many times have you actually done this? I asked, trying to keep from yelling. I saw another priest do it once, but as for me, this is my first time. Dion got a certain look in his eyes and he moved forward, cocking his arm back to punch Herbert. I managed to get in front of him in time. While that would be cathartic, it wouldn't solve our problem. After convincing Dion not to hit Herbert, I turned back to him. Do you have anything on you that can help us? No, all my things are upstairs and the only thing that was working on him was the holy water. How do you get some? A priest has to bless some water. That's it? We keep water bottles down here. Really? Herbert's confidence was rearing its head. What are you waiting for then? Bring them to me. We did so, and after a short prayer, we were armed with bottles of Aquafina holy water. All right, let's do this, Herbert said. We went back upstairs to confront the pharaoh. To our dismay, everything was a mess. Clothes were everywhere. Dishes were broken and furniture was overturned. I groaned, hoping to Christ he hadn't damaged the living room TV. He must have heard me because he turned around. There you are, he said in his serpent-like voice. I thought you wanted to escape, Dion replied to him. I do, but first I need some meals, and since you're all here. With a roar, he charged forward. Quickly, we unscrewed the caps of our water bottles and splashed him. There was more sizzling as it screamed in agony. We're winning, I said, heart-pounding. Let's keep it up, Herbert said. We continued our assault with more water bottles. The pharaoh fell to the floor, and he could only raise his hands to shield himself as we were driving him back. We managed to corner him by the basement door. Unfortunately for Herbert, it was still open. He raised an arm and then spoke loudly. Evil one, I smite you and cast you. The pharaoh made our mom's brass face fly through the air. Dion and I were quick enough to duck it. Herbert wasn't so lucky. It hit him square in the temple. He staggered to the side and fell down the stairs. My hammering heartbeat came to an abrupt stop. I glanced at Herbert, who'd come to a stop on our basement floor. Judging by the fact that unconscious people don't ordinarily have their eyes open, and that his neck was bent at a weird angle, I made the reasonable assumption he wasn't alive anymore. Laughing, the pharaoh rose again. Now you two are next, he declared. We tried using more holy water on him, only to find out we were out. Therefore, we fled, looking for somewhere else to hide. We picked the garage and Dion placed a door under the knob. What are we supposed to do now? I whispered. I don't know. I say we leave and see if we can find help. Then why the hell didn't we just use the back door? 
We both realized then that we were idiots. Too late for that now, Dion said. Let's leave through here. Oh yeah, because he definitely won't hear the garage door opening. Got any better ideas? No, I guess not. As we were about to hit the button to lift the garage door, there was scraping coming from the one leading back into the rest of the house. We didn't even breathe. Dion looked at me and raised a finger to his lips. The following silence was gut-wrenching. Then the knob turned as something tugged to get the door open. The chair held strong, though which gave us some relief. That was until something struck the door and caused it to slide to the floor. The door flew open and in came the pharaoh. I thought we were royally gone. Things certainly seemed that way. So you thought you could escape me? The pharaoh said. I will not be denied my nourishment. He raised his hands and things in the garage started levitating. They spun around us, leaving no room for escape as he bellowed his harrowing laugh. Something among all the objects caught my eye. It was a bag. In it were some brownies. However, they weren't ordinary. The bag came open and the brownies fell out. As the pharaoh was laughing and getting ready to slaughter us, one of them fell into its mouth. It swallowed on reflex and suddenly everything stopped with the things spinning around suspended in midair. A funny look came over the pharaoh. This stuff is strong, he said. Then something left Mikkel's body in a black cloud that was presumably the pharaoh's spirit. Mikkel dropped unconscious to the floor and we stared dumbfounded as everything fell around us. Dion, what exactly are in those brownies, I asked. I made them using weed. From where? Some Jamaican guy outside of work. He told me it was special. I guess he wasn't joking. No kidding. Now we still have some problems. Like that the house is a complete mess now? Actually, I was going to say the fact we have a dead body in our basement, but that too. We checked on Mikkel who aside from some minor scratches along his arms and face seemed alright. He opened his eyes. That was a weird. He glanced around. Oh shit, so it was real. F that was scary. Wait, you mean you knew what was going on? I asked him. Yeah, I was basically in the passenger seat of my own body. It was not fun, I can tell you that. Anyway, thanks for helping me out, guys. No problem. Right, now we have until tomorrow night to get this all straightened up, or else no demon or pharaoh spirit or whatever is going to compare to what mom will do to us, Dion said. Could she be scarier than what we encountered? Logically, I didn't think so. Then again, I wasn't curious enough to find out. We thought getting rid of Herbert's body would be the hard part. Honestly, it turned out to be the easiest compared to the rest of the work we needed to do. We got him up the stairs and then wrapped him in sheets. We put him in his truck. Dion drove to a nearby lake and pushed the truck in it with him inside. Was that messed up beyond belief? Absolutely. However, we didn't have much of a choice. While Dion was walking back, we got to cleaning. Despite how grueling it was, we managed to get the house back into shape before our parents returned. We even managed to replace the broken dishes which luckily were generic enough to be found at our local Walmart. Although it cost us a good bit. I guess the moral of the story is don't go exploring ancient shit because you never know what might come back with you. Nice guy was a friend when I was 19. Knew him distantly for a couple years through parties and the local music scene. He seemed fine until we became better friends. 
NG had a really big crush on me. I did not reciprocate. Throughout the course of our brief but not brief enough friendship, he would pull creepy and passive-aggressive shit because of this. One time while we were chatting on instant messenger during the workday, this was tenish years ago, I referenced flirting with a guy I met while out. NG got noticeably short after that and signed off soon after. I rolled my eyes and continued with my workday. Maybe 20 minutes later, I logged back into my personal email for something and was greeted by 70-something new messages from dudes of varying levels of horny, most of them with unsurprising attachments. This mother f. He had grabbed half a dozen of my flirty teen angst MySpace pics and thrown a F4 MCL personals, add up with a clunky, error-ridden passage of shitty, first-person dirty talk including a request for hot scene guys to punish me. He also listed my age as several years older and published my email. Not my story, but my brother's. I played an important role, though. My brother was in high school and had a street bike he was looking to sell. My dad had a cruiser, and they would often ride around together. After posting his ad on Craigslist and talking with a guy who was interested, they decided to meet up. My dad and brother rode their bikes to the meeting spot. I followed in my dad's truck. The guys talked about the bike while I sat inside the cab on my phone. The guy asked if he could take the bike for a test ride. My dad agrees after asking for the money up front. The guy hands the money to my brother. He and my dad count it, and after making sure everything is there, they bring it to me in the truck in hand, the guy the keys to the bike. For years I've had this thing, where I always look at the serial numbers on cash. I counted the money they started looking at serial numbers. I noticed that several of them were similar so I started looking closer. I realized that there are only four different serial numbers on about $1,000 worth of $20 bills. I immediately tell my dad, he hops on his bike to catch up the guy while I call the cops. My younger brother is in shock and understandably upset. Long story short, insurance covered the loss, he got a new bike. Several months later, he gets a call. His bike turned up. What was once a sleek black and silver bike, was now horribly spray painted a hunter green color. It was awful. I once worked at a charity shop that appeared somewhat inexpensive. It attracted primarily older individuals who rarely purchased anything. Most of the time, visitors simply browsed without buying. Typically, people came in to donate items for us to sell. I doubted we ever sold much, and I genuinely disliked the job. At 19, under my father's insistence, I took the position found on Craigslist. The operation was unprofessional. The family running it frequently opened late, the shop was disorganized, and many items seemed unsellable torn dresses, fake or damaged jewelry contributing to an overall unwelcoming atmosphere. Nonetheless, my role was to earn, so I performed tasks as requested, mainly cleaning, though oddly limited to floors rather than the actual merchandise. This routine changed when an older man, about six feet tall with shoulder-length gray hair, took notice of me. At the time, I was a 19-year-old girl in good shape, wearing a modest uniform that had previously attracted non-creepy compliments from older male visitors, However, this individual's attention felt distinctly unsettling. My boss, Dave, greeted him as usual, but the man was only interested in browsing, eventually fixating on me. 
Despite my polite smile and attempt to continue working, his intense stare and unsettling grin forced me to retreat to the staff room, feeling nauseated and unsafe. Dave initially downplayed the situation, suggesting the man's behavior was benign. However, his persistent visits, especially when Julie, Dave's wife, was absent, heightened my discomfort. They promised to ban him if he returned, but his appearances became a daily ordeal, compelling me to hide whenever he visited. The situation escalated one evening when Dave left me alone in the shop to make a bank deposit. The man appeared outside, watching me, triggering a panic that drove me into the staff room for safety. His presence outside the only locked door terrified me, especially when he knocked loudly, clearly differentiating him from Dave. His persistent knocking and the sound of his breathing heightened my fear of an imminent threat. Dave's eventual return led to the man's departure, but the experience left me profoundly shaken, leading me to resign. That night marked a turning point, leaving me with a deep sense of vulnerability and fear, a stark contrast to the mundane task of closing the shop I had begun that evening. Not really a horror story. I was looking for a good tube combo amp. Something 2x12 because my other amp was a bit too big to lug back and forth to gigs. So I browsed the old Craigslist and come across this nice black PV Classic 50. It was being sold at a store I used to frequently go to. I hop in my car and head up there. Sure enough there it was, in the window looking pretty. I started playing it, you know, volume tests, drive tests, gain etc so I pay the guy and take it home. About two hours of playing through it, I turn it off and go get some food. Later that night during practice this loud, and I mean loud screeching noise starts playing every time I hit a note. Well, the next day I take it back to the guy, and obviously he doesn't have a problem with it. I take it back home, test the grounds in my house, and even change the tubes. Nope. This thing wants to sing me the song of its people. So I take it to another shop, and they are confused. Never seen anything like it. So I get their amp guy to look at it, and he straight up tells me the main wiring or chip was fried. Said it would be cheaper to buy a new one. So the owner of the shop buys it off me for half the price I paid. He later turned it into a speaker cab and parted out my new tubes and parts. Learn from me kids. When buying an amp, always, always test the amp to its fullest extent. Not me, but my old roommate started dating someone he met on Craigslist. It wasn't till about a few months after dating, and many pressured attempts to have sex even though he didn't feel he was ready for that yet, he found out she was a hermaphrodite. He didn't believe me when I told him that she was probably a dude when she had a bigger package than him. I'm glad they didn't work out. Not because she was a hermaphrodite, because that didn't bother me. It was the fact she was a worthless, lying, stealing piece of shit.